Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92. One of our first, you know, a few season kind of reviews as we catch up with our high school basketball coaches, some of our district championship high school basketball coaches. Right now, catch up with Coach Jeff from Mount Pleasant Oiler Boys basketball team, talking about their great season. Oh, that great game versus Grand Blake last week. Catch it up with them after the season, kind of a, you know, boys high school <laughs> basketball review. Maybe have two, three of these as we kind of head into March here and a little bit of the doldrums of high school sports as baseball, track and field get started up and coach actually first let me say this mid-michigan laker women play tomorrow night 8 p.m versus richard bland college down st Clair community college cool stuff happening there i know I you're guess, familiar Satori, with Satori griffin, Satori griffin mount pleasant yep. alum go get them mid yeah olivia nelson Beale, a lot of local kids yep. there uh, midland beale city all over the place but we're here to talk some oiler boys hoops and coach go back to you know november 10th or so you and i were talking and you might have been a little bit more worried than you were going into a lot of seasons. Only a couple guys back with a lot of RC experience at Barbie and Barotichuk. Yep. 18 and 8, district champs, inches, literally inches away from being regional champions. Uh, I'd say it was a, a pretty darn good year. Talk about your, your your thoughts on the season. Yeah, I think exactly what you said. You know, coming into the season, there was a lot of unknown, right? And, and sometimes unknown is scary for coaches. You know, we like things that we know we can count on and things. And, and like you said, you know, Broder, Chuck, and Barbie were the only two that really had any varsity experience. Um, obviously, we had a transfer coming in, Monty Green from Roseville, that I knew nothing about. We had, you know, Aiden and Scooter, who I knew, but didn't get the opportunities as juniors. So you're kind of wondering, how do they step into these roles? How do they, because obviously their their roles magnified from the year before. And, and, and just was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with the buy-in that I got from my seniors to come in and and do the things they did and, and really just unselfish um, basketball that led us to an opportunity, like you said, within inches of, 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 you know, winning a regional championship and, 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 and going further than any other team other than the 2014 team has done in the history of our school. Right. So, I mean, it was, it was a pretty special year and, and, and really, really, really can't be, uh, can't be said enough of how proud it was of those young men to, to compete at the level which they did and the mind in which they did as a coach, you just you just can't ask for more. And the the starting five, is, you know, kind of funny to even <clears> almost <throat> to me, like how well they fit together. You know, they all brought something to the table, and I'm going to do something terrible here. It might make you laugh or roll your eyes at me. You know, they, the Thanksgiving dinner. You had Aiden and Scooter, the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. <laughs> they did the dirty work. They filled you up. You know, yep. you, you know what I mean? Uh, then he had Andrew Barbie. You could call him the cornbread, the, the green bean casserole. He did a number of different things for you guys. Barodachuk was the turkey. I mean, he was the main course. He was the guy that got things done down low. And then Amani Green was the gravy. You didn't know what you were going to have. He just kind of poured everything on top and made everything a little bit better. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, we, we were talking, you know, before you came in here, when, when we talked about Aiden missing the last shot, how fitting it was that he had that opportunity and how bad you wanted it for him, just because how unselfish he had been all year long. Right, we we made him didn't make he wanted. He guarded the best player day in day out from Odie at six six from Heritage to to R J Taylor. You know the guard for Grand Blank. Chris McLavish, just, just, just nonstop Zelensky a barrage. From Midland yeah, Dow. just you know just a barrage of really good players, and he stepped up to the challenge. And, and to be honest, he deserves as much credit as the kid who scored twenty five. Right, because because the things he did, and you know I I was talking with Carter Dole today today and I was you know because it's crazy you know coaches we lose but 
you're always thinking about what's next. You know, I think, and so I was talking to Carter. I said, Carter, how do I get you to buy in to become what Scooter was? I said, Scooter, I need you to talk to him. I need you to, he says, it took me about two months. It took me about two months, Coach, to figure out what my role was and what I needed to do to help us win games. He goes, but I'm going to get Carter then before then. Yeah. You know, no, which was which was awesome. That's that, but that's the leadership skills that people don't, don't you, you don't get to see that from from the stands in a day in and day out and understand how important those kids are, because unfortunately, us as basketball players look and say, "Oh, that kid scored twenty five. He must have been pretty good yeah. that game. Oh, that kid didn't score. He must." Well, no, that's not how the games worked. You know, it's you know, it's like grand blank game. People say, "Well." Graham Blank didn't shoot it very well that night. Well, give credit Neither to my kids. Guys, in but, all reality, no, but, you know. but give credit to my kids. They ran them off lanes of shot. They they executed a game plan. Yep. And and bought into it. And 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 people like Scooter Polk, who who didn't score in that game, but was as valuable as anybody else on our team because of what he did with the intangibles of the leadership and the defense and the rebounding and the physical toughness and you know stuff that doesn't show up in a stat book but man just just a bunch of really good kids that bought into winning that's yeah. what they cared about winning yeah and now uh made you do it a couple times but we got to talk about Monty Green again because nope. uh he like said came in as a senior and first of all let me ask you you know, you've you've established a program here. You've you've been around. This is maybe the first time in well since I've been covering that you didn't know who your point guard was at the end of the yeah, season no, last year. No. Literally, you, you know, every year you've been knowing who it was going to be coming in. Whether it was Ostrowski, Watuzik, even even having Ingram going in, and yep. and Rickamstrick going back yep. a ways, you just never know exactly who it was going to be. But then you have this senior transfer, and you said at the beginning of the year, you know, we got to get him to buy into some things, but. The year that he ended up having was just, yeah, just un- unbelievable. His growth was through the roof. You know, I mean, he he came from Roseville, who played a different style of basketball, a lot of run and jump, a lot of fall back into zone, a lot of a lot of dead opposite of what we do here. And, you know, I, I remember talking with Caleb House early in the year. Caleb had, had talked to me about him. And I said, I, I don't, Caleb, I don't know if he can play for you. I, I don't know if he has the defensive qualities to do it. You know, there was – so much uncertainty, and then about six weeks after that, I went to Caleb and said, "Caleb, he one hundred percent can play for you." <laughs> I said, "He's his 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 IQ is really good, and it's and it's getting better day in and out." And and it took a while, and it, and it took a lot of hard taught lessons for both of us, you know. And and I think eventually, like I always tell kids, I don't change. I, I as far as I am who I am, our system is built on certain standards and certain expectations, and I won't give on those. Whether you're from Roseville or from Rosebush, you know, and 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 kudos to that kid. He bought in, and said, "Yeah, I got you," and 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 really took practice to heart, and 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 conformed, and and created better habits for as far as a way you know we play. And and man, did he, he just? I mean, I'd love to see him for four years because he really just improved so much in one year's time. Yep, and I call them the uh, super dribbling machine. You've been around some unbelievable <laughs> basketball, you know, as far as ball handlers go, as far as well, what tough is, to he's, stay in front of. He's the fastest kid I've ever coached. I mean, you, you watch sometimes when we, all of a sudden he get a long rebound or a quick outlet. He's gone. And he's gone. And, like, there was nobody on the floor that stayed in front of him. And I, and I don't care who he played. He's fast. I mean, I'm I'm actually curious to see how this translates. He's going to run track this spring, and I'm I'm kind of curious to see how that speed translates to the good, track. Because good for him. Because I'm really he glad can he's going to do fly that. with a ball in his hand. Yeah. I mean, from 94 feet, point A to point B, he's as fast a kid as I've ever coached. Well, it was game one. I couldn't help but wonder. 
Man, if he'd have been out there for Barodachuk too <laughs> on the football field, you, you couldn't yeah. help but think that because you know the speed and the quickness that he had. But I want you to even go go beyond coaching. You know, your your playing days. You know, is there a ball handler quickness that you could think of comparing him to or somebody? Well, I've got some like Joel Strowski was really good with the yep, ball yep, in his yep. hand, but didn't have the foot speed that I mean, again the the, the just flat out explosive foot speed. How many times you see this year where he get out and there's a guy beside him and Austin he's eight feet ahead of him like now. Elma, yeah. really good basketball program. Teach defense like you teach defense. One guy on him, second guy on him. All of a sudden they're in a zone because nobody could stay in front of them. Right. And I think that was part of our evolution of our offense getting a little bit better. Is I had to do a better job of trying to find space for him. You know, I had to do a better job of of getting lanes because once he hit those lanes he was gone. You know, you look at us in the in the district championship game, you know, Brochuk's hurt. And all of a sudden, what did we do for the entire fourth quarter and overtime? We just ran pick and rolls with Monty and Barbie. Said, hey, we tried to Every get time. it. Every time. And I told the kids, we're not stopping this until, because, you know, we had to find a way to get him playing downhill because he's so explosive. And that is my, 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 my daughter, my son, my youngest son says something the other day. Do you think he's got like a 40-inch vertical? I said, well, he's probably got pretty close to it because he's not very big and he plays above the rim. And there's not <laughs> many kids that do that at his size, yeah. so. And I'm, I'm really excited that he's going to be running track because I think he might find a, a sport that if he hasn't tried for, that might, I don't want to say be a better fit than basketball because he obviously loves basketball and is a great player, but he might have a future there too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, that's the part that's fun about things like this is you have a kid that was kind of a little gun shy, coming into a little bit of a culture shock, come from Roseville to Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and, and not knowing what's – and now he's just engrossing himself in it. You know, he's just engrossing himself in the community. You know, people are – Twitter, you know, he makes a comment about, you know, all good things come. Thank you, Mal Pleasant. For all, and all these people reach out back to him like, man, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And now all of a sudden he's running track because he just – I think he can't get enough of, of the environment that these people have embraced him. And now he's embracing it as well. And it's just been – it's been really nice to see. It, in next level, has he, has he gotten any looks, gotten anything? Yeah, he's had a couple of JUCO schools that have reached out to him, you know, uh, Coach House at mid. So – so, you know, I think he's for surely going to play next year. We're at right now. I think he's just kind of, I think, I think we're going to try to get some visits here set up and, and try to make a good educated decision that makes yep. the best fit for him. Best fit for him. I think that's a great idea to do. And like I said, a number of opportunities are going to be out there. And that's what's so cool about now having Caleb House here in mid-Michigan. So many local kids are getting that opportunity to go there and then possibly move on to another yeah. level because he's somebody, you know, the sky's, sky's the limit for that youngster right there. Yeah, no, and, and Caleb does a great job. So it's, it's, it's. It's a great growth step for these kids, so it's good. And now, got to talk about, you know, the the two guys that you knew would be key for you coming into this year. Yep. But the two Bs, Barbie, Barotachuk, and let's be real, I think they had to have exceeded your expectations too. Yeah. I mean, you know, so Barbie started out well and then had the injury, and then he kind of went with a lull, and I I think – I don't don't necessarily know, but I think almost like – I think the reality of him – he kind of went in panic, but like, oh man, God, this season's come to an end. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think we, we talk about how seniors step up as seniors. You watch the way he played in the districts and in the regionals. And all of a sudden, the kid that I really thought I'd have all year long from last year finally came through and, and he was really good. Yeah. I mean, really, really good. And you, and you saw the true potential of what he can be. And, and, and I was like, we needed that at the right time. I mean, you think about the stepping up he did in the fourth quarter in overtime at Dow. We don't win that game without him yeah. doing that, and it translated all the way right into Traverse yeah. Central had, and then into Grand Blanc. He had 10 in that third quarter when you guys just 
just dec- you guys just decimated TC Central in that third quarter. More credit to Aiden Klein, another another oh, rival, yeah. another guy that he guarded that we didn't nope. even mention earlier. But I, I kind of said to Bubba in the middle of that third quarter, said I've been kind of waiting for the Andrew Barbie game this yep. year, yep. and and here it is right here in front of our face. And he said, "Boy, did it look good." Yeah, he went right from that. Like I said, the fourth quarter overtime at Dow where he kind of carried us through and then all of a sudden went right into TC Central and, and then came on and had a big game versus Grand Blank. And, you know, I just – same thing. We, it's like you knew it was there, and I think he was pressing a little bit early, and, and, and then all of a sudden he got it rolling, and it's like, man, oh, man. I mean, that's why we were so tough tough at the end is we had three really, really good offensive, you know, and we just took the mismatch, whatever that opportunity was, with Brochuk, Barbie, or Monty, and just and ran with it, so – Time to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, more with Coach Shell talking about the Mount Pleasant Oiler Boys basketball team and the great season they had. You listen to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. I'm Buck92, presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Let's get right back to the interview with Coach Shell talking about the Mount Pleasant Oilers basketball season. Now, one more youngster I've got to bring up because, you know, Shea Klein also coming off the bench as the sixth man is the big guy, I'll say, but Easton Day, the sophomore. Yep. I think if there was one, you know, big surprise from beginning to end for you, it was probably him. He kind of turned into your sixth man. Talk a little bit about him. Yeah, and, and, and a hard role, right? You're talking a kid that's always been the best player on his team, and all of a sudden he comes in as a sophomore, and all of a sudden one game his minutes are high, and the next game his minutes are not. And, and that's really hard on kids, right? It really is, and, and I understand that. And But at the same token, I just it, it, is, it is what it is at that point in time. And, you know, he, he, he grew as a player. We're, we're hoping the next step from that leadership role, he's real quiet by nature. And that's I keep telling him, hey, listen to me. You're going to be a guard. You're going to be the guy. You got to you got to be gotta a vocal. Out. You got to be vocal. You know. And so that's some stuff we challenged him with, and and he got better as the season went. I think just because he learned the expectation, like wait, if I want to play, I got to do this. You know. And 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 he did. He he had some big moments for us. And I think next year you're really going to see him shine. I, I and I know him and and Easton and Carson and Cam are all playing on the same AU team and. And, and they're playing, and I know three of them or four of them are, are all going to be in the weight room with me, which is going to be the next big step for them just physically. And I think next year you're going to see that sophomore group, and you're going to say, wow, what, 
who are these kids? These, these guys have really improved. You know, that's, yeah. that's always the goal for us to have the success to continue to have success. So, yeah. And I, you know, for me, I knew he was out there as a ball handler. I didn't yep. know he was a shooter. He was, yep. I feel like he got a lot more comfortable with that throughout the year in the, I think he had eight in the fourth quarter when you guys beat Saginaw high. That well, was, it was just a big night for him. Crazy thing for him is, is it's a rarity. And I mean this, it's a rarity to have to beg kids to shoot. And <laughs> early in the season, it was like, Listen to me, you're you're one of the best shooters. Shoot the ball or I'm not gonna play you. Like like that's what it got to. And all of a sudden it's like he started realizing, wait, I I I'm one of the best shooters on this team. I, I just got do this. And, and coach is telling me to do this. Like I'm like I told I used to tell him, I I said, Man, I tell you what, I shot that sucker twenty five times if I got to play for me. <laughs> I never had anybody begging me to shoot. I was always told not to. So so enjoy this way you can, let it go here, you know, and, and you're right. But he can shoot it. He can really shoot it. He can shoot it from deep. So Again, you know, something we're going to need more of next year. Um, but did a great job for us this year. And now, two uh, semifinal games that you guys had, district finals, regional finals, we're, weren't all that close. And we could talk about the overtime win versus Midland Dow. That was pretty special. Actually, I do want you to talk a little bit about that. The crowd huh. at that game at Midland Dow. Um, well, as you somebody, tell me. Somebody you... who's Mount Pleasant alum. And, and – I remember I was walking out, and I, I don't remember if it was uh, Eric Brochuk or whoever I ran into, and I was kind of smiling. He said, which is, I says, Midland Dow just got booed like crazy coming out onto their home floor. <laughs> well, I said when I think after the game of the districts, I said, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the bench, and, and we're talking 45, 50 minutes before the game. Our student section just starts filling in, and I'm like, holy crap, like, where are all these kids coming from? And and you looked at the stands, we had twice as many kids as they did. And, and more all, than that, and, more yeah, than that. And then all of a sudden, Dow, the Dow players come on the floor, and our kids start barking at them. And, and just I just started laughing and, and just, hollering. I'm and laughing, like, you know, we're on their home court, and it's like, it's our like kids you're showed up. Oh, yeah, well, it was it awesome. Was it, yeah. I mean, we, we, our success in large part, and I mean this was was driven by those kids they 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 were the motivation they they were in kids i mean grand blank game they step on floor and josh wilson is sitting front row and within six i'm sitting he's right beside our bench within six seconds he's just talking to the grand blank kids like like instantly like that kid was so consumed about our fans and i'm like they just and they did a great job they did chance they did uh, it, awesome i mean just just yep. that's what communities are about right there at, at one point during the game, I you know, actually you know, I said I think the Bob Pleasant community deserves this victory, and at another you know just because they showed out so much more. And at another point, I says feel bad for these Grand Blank basketball players. I don't know what it's like when you go to a game at Grand Blank, but they the students that they had there they just weren't sitting together. And I don't know if that's because you know school with three grand kids or how it goes, but wow. you know it just like I said I felt bad for them at one point. Yeah, I mean you think about a school that big, you're exactly right. The people in our you, you know you're talking a thousand a little bit over a thousand students here in Mount Pleasant. And we most, think of it as big because yeah, we live here but, Exactly. You know. But most people know each other. You know, the the kids follow each other. The kids we draw from our own kids. You look at Grand Blank, half the time those kids aren't even from there. And I'm not knocking them by saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is is you get a school of 3000 students in an area with 20,000 students and they draw, right? They draw kids from, well, RJ Taylor's from Midland now, yep. you know, Ty Rogers was from Saginaw and those kids are pulled into those schools. So they don't have those long time relationships. You know, we get one or two transfer kids that come in and they, and we have 
they have to move them into us and and everybody knows them because they're the kid that's different because they haven't been there forever yeah but like klein yeah rodachuk they're th- those are names that we've, we've heard before yeah. yeah they've been here since they were born you know and so those are their neighbors that are cheering for them and, and you can just see it you know i mean it, it's crazy you know i've done this for 20 plus years and we go into a district championship and my phone's blowing up from people from that I haven't seen in years, years, you know, Ethan Lazier, you know, Ben Stewart, who I, who I roomed with and was a good friend of mine in high school there nonstop, like, Hey, good luck. You know, we're following you. Good luck. We're, we're following, you know, just that's what our community is based on. Our community is based on supporting each other. And it's, 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 it's an awesome place to live and to work for sure. Yep. And you know, Trying to think of how to put a bow on this kind of. Like I said, you guys fell 54-53. People who don't know, Graham Bulanks probably the favorite to to win it all. Um, they beat you guys earlier this year, 62-37. Have you ever been so proud of a team in a loss? <sighs> That's I told the kids. You go back to that Muskegon High game, you know, you know yeah. a few years before we make it to the state finals, but that one, you know, wasn't as close as this. And like I said. Three weeks ago, they beat you guys by twenty five. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, when we when we did this, we we talked. Sam walked in. I said, "Me and Sam talked. We, we we didn't feel like we played our best game last time we played." And the and the and the good thing is, we go into film and we show the kids. And I said, "Guys, we didn't play very well." And all the kids said, "No, coach, we didn't play very well." And, and so, you know, what people don't realize is, so we have a day turnover. That's what people don't realize. You 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 went on a Monday. You have Monday night after your game. <laughs> you teach all day, but by the end of the day, you have to have a game plan implemented. You have to have a practice plan. You have to have film cut. So we're on the fl- number one team in the state. For the number one team yeah. in the state that beat you by 25 three weeks ago, yep. right? But here's where I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate in the fact that I'm like, all right, Sam, listen to me. We know they're going to ball screen us. How are we going to defend this? So Sam's on his prep bar and Sam's got film cut and he's watching film at night. He's got film cut. He's like, yeah, I come in here and we got whiteboards and he's got front and back whiteboards on mine and his with every ball screen that this team's ever run in the history of Grand Lake basketball. He's like, all right, listen to me. They're going to run elbow and they're going to run this and they're going to run that. That's, that's what a program's about. That's about a, a whole program, a whole staff trying to figure out a game plan. And then we did it. And then, so we come up with a game plan and then our kids executed, right? They did a great job of buying in but they had a belief that they could win. They, they 100% went in that game saying, you know what, Coach, we can win this game. Scooter Polk, I remember Scooter coming out and said, I'm not ready to be done yet. Well, that's what you need as coaches, right? That's, that's, and that gives you a chance. I don't care who you're playing, and that's what I told the kids. I said, we don't have to beat them 10 times. we got to beat them once. Yep. And we know it's going to be close, and we need a shot at the end. And doggone it, we had that. Yep. What else can you ask for? And that's it. I walked to the locker room after the line, I said, guys, we talked about having a shot at the end of the game, and we had that. Guess what? Now life happens. Yep. It didn't happen. It, yep. Now we got to move forward, and we got to just say, you know what? Man, we gave ourselves a chance, and I couldn't be prouder, like you said. But now life happens. Yep. And the, the one thing I think I'm going to remember about that, and, uh, and, you know, he maybe deserves it a little bit. R.J. Taylor, he got called for a tease. He's, he's got a little bit of an attitude to yep. him. He's got a little bit of a cockiness to him, and great players have that. Yep. But I'll never forget after the game, he's walking by Monty Green. He kind of stopped and gave him some dap on the bench. And I remember thinking, like, that right there is the ultimate respect. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, when no, that for happens sure. after a game. And I think that was kind of him acknowledging your whole team of, like, woof, woof, we got lucky guys, pretty much, you know. Yeah, I, I think that was a whole lot more competitive than where they thought it was going to be, right? And then all of a sudden you win, you're like, ooh, that team was a lot better than we gave them credit for. 
You know, that was the disappointing part. Is their coach said, "Well, we didn't play well," and I'm like, "Well, you didn't play well because those my kids forced you not to do that, right? Give credit where credit's due." And and I thought we competed and and we fell short. What, what as a coach, what do you do when the kids give what they got? And every person that talks, man, you kids played hard. I'm like, what, what what else do you what else can you ask for? They just they happen to make the last. Hit. I said this was a game that wasn't lost. Because you watched that game, it was big play after big play on both sides of the floor. Their team, our team, it was back and forth. They just made the last big shot. Yep, and, you know, and except for people who says, "Well, they didn't shoot well," you guys shot as poorly as you guys have shot yeah. all year, all year long from distance as well, too. I don't think, but uh, Barodichuk had one. I don't think Barbie hit a. Th- I don't think Green hit a three either. And so, like I said, you you go back, you guys make one of those shots. Like I said, it, it was it was just so darn close and. Yep. Uh, one of the most special games I've ever had the pleasure of coming over there at Saginaw. One of those, my, my son Bubba will never forget that game. So, I, like I said, when I, I saw you and I saw Andrew when I came walking, I just had to say thank you. You, you know what I mean? It was just uh, one of those, it was unbelievable to be in that environment and experience that. And I think that's one of those, we always talk about it's so more important than the wins and losses, the lessons they learn. I think that yep. was one of those games where you, where you saw that. 100% spot on. It's, yep. it's never about the wins and losses. It really isn't. Like, don't get me wrong, we pride ourselves on winning games. That's our end-all goal every year. Well, I've done this for 20-plus years. I won't state championships yet. Right? It's pretty the, rare. The reality is it's probably never going to happen. Yep. Well, but, the, but it doesn't diminish the effort which you put in to try to do that, right? I mean, the, the, the preparedness, the sacrifices you make, that's what this is about. And, and I had a whole bunch of kids that did that this year, and that's why we had the success we had. Yeah, you know, I wrote an article about Damon Brown you know, just kind of cheesing on him about how great of a coach he was. And you know, I remember when they lost, they had undefeated season, and they lost in the semifinals to, to Bree Scalabrine and the crew from Adrian Lenaway Christian. And I remember they were kind of like laughing up on the stage and joking around with each other. And some of them, how are you guys? In, and, you know, and I, I joked it. It's so much more about the journey than the destination. And I think you guys got to really experience that journey in the four-game playoff run you guys were able to have. Yeah, no, just it's – I always say it's at the end of the year – Kids check in or they check out. That that that's how it goes. It's a long season. It's they a four month long season. Your they kids, checked. your kids sure as hell checked in. And they I'm checked just in. Say that. And yeah. they did. They checked in. They did. You know, you did a good job as a coach when the kids don't want to be done. Like now, coach, I I'm I've I've enjoyed you yelling at me for four months. <laughs> Can I get one more week of it? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you know that yeah. kids have checked in and 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 care about each other and care about the coaching staff and and it's just good. I mean, those are relationships that will last forever. You know, I mean, my Anton Cotton's coaching my son's seventh grade team right now, <laughs> who who was the last team to get us to the Breslin in 2014. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, coach, you remember? What? I'm like, yeah, yep. I sure do. I I sure do. So. I think that's a great place to have a coach. Thanks so much for chatting with me, man. Appreciate it. Hey, always good. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Fox Sports Show with Chris Bachman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.